Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, you know how important it is for women to support other women, um, which is really why I want to tell you about Mod Cloth. If you haven't already heard of it, it's a new fashion line designed for every woman out there. Literally any woman from sizes like negative two to, you know, four XL. Um, mod stylists hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. You know, wedding season is coming up and you don't want to have to deal with getting the same basic like reformation dress that every other girl is getting. So hit up Mod Cloth, check it out. And we were lucky enough to get you guys 15% off your purchase. Um, if you purchase $100 or more of Mod Cloth, you get 15% off and your promo code is ACME. Um, and you just enter that at checkout. It expires August 4th, 2018. So you have some time, um, especially within wedding season so if you miss that it's m-o-d-c-l-o-t-h dot com and enter acme at checkout and um you're really gonna love it like truly i you know i plan on purchasing a few items right now actually i'm gonna go to the website right now and look and see what i'm gonna get oh my god this dress they have a whole section for spring dresses, which is perfect. Oh, and they have a green one. Thank goodness. So I'm going to order that right now, and um, you guys should do the same. And guys, I don't know if you picked up on this last time, but go to forhims.com. Like, seriously, my listeners get a free trial for just $5, and if you don't go to the website, you won't even know what I'm talking about. So go to F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Acme and you will get the best, literally one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, anything. So if you're a man and you're listening, which you should be because Dan Doty is fabulous, please go to forhims.com slash Acme now. Thank you so much. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with CEO and co-founder of Everyman, Dan Doty. Hey Dan. Hey, nice to be here. How's it going? Really good. Yeah, I had a long, like crazy long journey from Harlem to get here. Mm -hmm. Like one of those New York City, but I'm good. Yeah, good. So <laughs> do you live in Harlem? No, I live in Montana. Oh. Yeah, I moved from New York City to Montana uh, three years ago. Okay, is that where you're from? No, I'm from North Dakota originally. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, I've had yeah. I haven't been to North Dakota you or Montana. To, you don't need to. Go. Well, <laughs> you don't need to go to North Dakota, but Montana is cool. pretty interesting. Yeah, someone I know just just got married there. It's really mm. beautiful. So you're from North Dakota, and now you live in Montana. Yeah, but I'm moving to Cal. This is so confusing because I'm, <laughs> I'm moving to San. My family's moving to San Diego. Oh, okay, in, awesome. In a couple months. So That's yeah, so exciting. I grew up in North Dakota. Mm -hmm. um, Lived all over the world, moved to New York City for uh, seven years-ish mm -hmm. in two different chunks. Mm -hmm. um, I spent a long time uh, in the wilderness, literally. I, I, I spent, after college, uh, about a total of 800, 900 days leading wilderness oh, wow. trips for young men who are hurting and struggling. That's awesome. That, um, that reminds me of um, like a modern day. Who's the guy that went into the wilderness and he wrote the poems? Jesus? No. <laughs> No, he's like. Well, when, no, is it Thoreau? Uh, Thoreau, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. That that meets like uh, Doctor Phil meets um, Survivor. Right, right. Bear right. Girls, but right? but let's yeah. start from the beginning. So uh, okay. so how old are you now? I'm 35. Okay, 35. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
what when did you first of all what's every man for for people listening because they have no idea great yeah so it's an organization and it's a b we're a b corp so social socially oriented for profit company we formed a year ago two months ago so like 14 months ago Mm -hmm. our mission is to give every man on the planet the access to skills tools experiences and community to be more fulfilled and happy and so we, we we focus on um the things that well first of all we focus on the things that guys have some issues with and are hurting us mm-hmm. so our inability to be connected to ourselves through our emotions and mm-hmm. our experience and um to learn to be more connected to other people in really meaningful and like deep ways mm-hmm. so um and you know, and you might be able to make the connection. Oh, David Data book right there. Um, yeah, I brought that out for you. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, part of what we're doing this for. There's a lot of reasons, but one is that as you look at our culture right now with the Me Too movement and on all of the abuse and and all of that gunk, plus right. all of the mass shootings, plus right. the suicide epidemic, plus just this generally struggling state. I mean, however you want to put it, of men mm-hmm. in our culture. Um, I believe and we believe that it's because of a couple core, 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 like we're trying to go to the source here, right? Like right. we're disconnected from our ability to feel what's happening to us and, right. and that and that makes us unable to really connect with other people, men, mm-hmm. women, family, everyone. Right. So we are practicing these skills of feeling, communicating, connecting, um, in just a really straightforward way, mm-hmm. you know, like just a very human way. Yeah. And yeah. when was the first, like inkling or or thought that you were going to do something like this did you go through something where you were like holding back your emotions or yeah great so i like back to north dakota where i grew Mm -hmm. up loving family just a loving loving family that had very very little access to any range or spectrum Mm -hmm. of feeling right i'd walk in my home is that a religious thing no it's culture Uh so my you know my my grandpa on my mom's side moved from Germany, and they lived literally in this tiny town farm on the vast like plains of North Dakota, mm-hmm. where it is cold right. and sparse and spare, right. and you know German culture and very. Um, I was just cultural. It was mm-hmm. just no, you know, it was passed down. Right. I think uh, so that that set me up. But here's here like yeah, so, but I was a sensitive kid in the sense that. I could feel a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And like there I just had this huge bullshit feeling all the time. Like I'd walk not just my home, school, wherever, but it'd be like, How are you doing? Okay. And I would actually feel like the energy of, of right. what people were feeling and it's just like, What what? Right. What how, what do you mean? That's not true. Like right. how could these how could this gap be so wide between right. what people say they're feeling and, and what, what I can tell was actually happening. Right. So that set me up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that... So you just had, like, really strong intuition about it also from... Yeah, without understanding it at that right, time. I didn't right. know. Mm-hmm. I really... I, and I had to... And I had to sort of, uh, you know, cope and manage and, and deal with it. Right. But then, so, after college, I got my first job as a, the wilderness guide. hmm And, you know, I'd be thrown into a group of, like, ten angry teenage boys or sad, depressed Is teenage that boys. what... There's a name for... There's a few programs like that, but what was the one... If, if right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. So the one that people, the ones that people are familiar with, are often outward bound. Yes, knolls. exactly. Yeah. So I did that, but in a much heavier therapeutic setting. Oh. So clinically therapeutic settings or uh, locked up, like, like jail more settings. of a rehabilitation exactly. or like juvenile delinquent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was the first place where, well, that's not probably not the first place. You know, I started to learn how to feel and experience things. You know, I I got a girlfriend in high school that was just mm-hmm. so warm and touchy feely and, mm-hmm. and taught me a lot and uh, you know travel around the world a lot in college and, you and know, what's your sibling situation? Do you have women? I have one younger brother. Oh, oh it's a boy. One younger just brother. Two boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I would have assumed that like you had a one sister to like bring that out, you know. But it's mm. cr- it's great that you did it on your own. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so yeah, so I ended up in the desert, right. in Utah. And, you know, just started to realize a lot of things. Because right. at that point, I could still feel other people a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I still couldn't really feel myself, didn't know what was going on. Right. And, and you uh, were like a counselor. 
I was a guide, right? So I would work in tandem with a therapist Mm -hmm. and I would spend 24 hours a day, you know, weeks at a time Mm -hmm. in these groups of kids. Mm -hmm. And then at some point their dads would come out or their parents would come out and Mm -hmm. I got to start working with like a father son Mm -hmm. and that was like blew my freaking face off. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to have like training to be hired by that program? Like they train you real good. Uh huh. They train you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, when's your birthday? April 4th, Aries. Oh, oh, great. Next week. Yeah. Oh, I think you might be the first Aries guy on the podcast. Yeah? Oh, that's not true, my friend Mike. But um, that's that's a strong birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are I'm you four, into four, it? I'm 4'4", my wife's 6'6", six, six, my boy's 6'16", six, 16. 6'6", six, six, so she is... Gemini. G- Gemini. Yeah. Amazing. That's a great match. Yeah. And we have another baby on the way, and it's supposed to be born 10'10", so we're all doubles. I love that. I also think it's so interesting because I feel like Aries men, and I don't know how much you know about astrology, but Aries men are like the man, yeah. like of the zodiac. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're yeah. not technically yeah. associated with emotions. So totally, it's it's like it's awesome, and I bet you're rising in moon sign or something interesting. They're quite. What, what are yeah, they? I don't know. Do I'd, have to, I'd have to text my wife. Yeah. She remembers. Yeah, but, you have to. But it's it's the op. I think it's mm-hmm. pretty. Right, Opposite. it's like more water science, yeah, I'm assuming. I think um, so. Awesome. So, so going back, so you're a guide in the wilderness, and how long did you do that for? Like three or four years mm-hmm. <clears throat> initially, and then I wanted a new challenge, and uh, so I moved to New York City. I became a New York City teaching fellow, mm-hmm. and I taught high school in the Bronx for a couple of years, and uh, started my great decline into. Uh, I, I would call it my great awakening in life in my like mid to late 20s mm-hmm. here in the city. Just like, God, is swearing okay? Is yeah, oh my God. I got real fucked up. Yeah. I got real fucked up. Like you partied hard. No, I worked too hard. Oh, so like I was get, yeah. I was studying for my master's. I was teaching in this really mm-hmm. intense setting mm-hmm. in the Bronx and uh, is in a relationship. I shouldn't have been in that long mm-hmm. probably. Just kind of like. I don't know, burnt out. Yeah. Got real, yeah. But it was kind of the greatest thing because it, it basically, I basically blew my life up. Mm-hmm. I dropped a bomb in it. Right. And then from that point forward, I really started to find my, my feet. I moved right after I blew, <laughs> after I blew my life up. I moved out west. I lived in a cabin mm-hmm. on a little river for, you know, a year. Just kind of put myself back together. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I ended up moving back to New York. And started a career in media, and I was a uh, director, producer, and executive producer of Adventure TV. Oh, for awesome. about four or five Great. years. And so, when yeah. did Every Man come into existence? Last year, right? Twenty seventeen, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so do you feel like everything that you were doing up to this point was like leading up into every, every man? single every single piece thing, of it. Yeah. every little one in the most bizarre, beautiful way, right? Yeah. And um, just. Going back to your relationship, because this is a dating podcast, um, at what point did you meet your wife? So, right, so, okay, so I moved to Montana three years ago. Mm -hmm. We met, uh, she was in Harlem, I was in Brooklyn. We met in May, um, online dating, just met, I think Which which app or or website? Match at the time. And uh, we met, went on one date. Uh, didn't hear from her for a while, went on another date, and then moved to Montana together like six weeks later. Wow. We got married like two months later. What was the in-between that you didn't hear from her? She was like... She was on Martha's Vineyard. She was vacationing. And I was in Alaska doing a a hunt and shoot. So So she's a busy, busy woman as well. She was. Right. (laughs) She was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, She she worked with Donna Karen. uh, That's awesome. So... And so, yeah. when did the two of you decide uh, to move to Montana? So I or... had so that was the sketchy, yeah. scary thing, right? So I had it in plan. I had right. it already happening. I was moving to Montana, right? Right. Like so, I was opening um, an office for a new branch of the production company I worked with, mm-hmm. and um, so I met this beautiful woman. You know, I mean, we, I think we met on the skyline and went for a walk, and then right. we went to Frankie's and. Drank mezcal and uh, I that first day. Frankie's five seventy. Is it five seventy on? Yeah, we have Spontino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on the west side. Yeah, it's my friend's place. Great place. Oh, I love that yeah. place. Yeah, I love all of them. I of the the one on the east side meets. isn't there anymore, is it? No, there used to be a Frankie's no. on the east yeah. side. Um, 
Anyway, I remember mm-hmm. on that first date being like, oh, shit, what, what the hell am I going to do? Like, right. This is something. Right. Do I tell her I moved to Montana now? And I, and I did, it. actually. I told her on the first date. And what um, was her reaction? I mean, it was the first date. Well, it was, it was, there was, I think there was two. There was the one she gave me and then the one she had inside. And, right. And, um, Always. So Bozeman, where we moved to, she had, and I think this was faded or lucky. Like mm-hmm. she had been there. She had, she was a musician and had toured on a pretty big tour and woke up one morning in Bozeman, Montana and was like, holy, this is, this is fucking paradise. Right. Like she just, and she, she had this journal entry, like what she wrote about the town. Right. It was just like this magical thing. Um, so that was positive. You know, it's not yeah. like I was moving to fucking Kansas or something. Right. right? Like, so she had a yeah. positive reaction. But, you know, it was scary because, you know, I mean, obviously on a first date, like, yeah, yeah, to have those big thoughts is kind of inappropriate. 100%. Yeah. So, if, so going back to every man for a sec, um, it, it is like a group, it's, so like if I went, if, if I had a, I can't go to one, right? Because yeah. I'm not a man. But let's yeah. say we could make an exception, <laughs> but yeah. But let's say my friend went to one. Um, what is his experience going to be like? Great. In, yeah. yeah. So before, we, so I'll just say like the spectrum of experiences we have first. So we have the podcast. We have um, weekend retreats mm-hmm. and a couple levels. So like an introductory weekend retreat, and then more of a training. Like if you want to be a leader, right. right? And we also do week-long wilderness uh, expeditions mm-hmm. that I lead to. And um, I'm sorry. I hope my coffee breath isn't, like, offensive. Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, but the main thing is we are helping men create these peer-led yeah. men's groups in their community. Where, And that looks like usually once a week or once every two weeks, mm-hmm. eight to ten guys get together in a location and we have a, a simple sort of protocol curriculum right. where you sit down. Um, the, the basis is really simple. It's that we slow down. We open so that we can like feel what the hell's going on with right. us. And then we practice connecting. Right? So that's like the basics. And it's actually very simple, very human. Uh, but what the experience is often like or could be like, first of all, it, it's, an, it's literally intended to be uh possible for any experience to happen in terms of like Mm -hmm. on the spectrum if you're like incredibly if you're celebrating like a new job or something it's a place to just like let yourself fully feel that like really really experience like Mm -hmm. and get feedback and get Mm -hmm. that it might be if you're really hurting with something it's it's a safe enough place for you to actually hurt Mm -hmm. right to actually hurt and let your body physiologically do its natural processing right. thing, which, which, and I hate to make too many gender stereotypes, but women oftentimes have more access to that natural process. Mm-hmm. Just like you feel something, you let it go, right. whatever. But, um, so it's, yeah, so it's picture, you know, these guys in a room, maybe they meditate or, or do something for five minutes just to slow down. And then you, you go around the circle and everybody gets a chunk of time to to get to, to check in, right? To say right. what's up with you. But it's um, also, you know, you're offered the opportunity and kind of held to, to it so that mm-hmm. you, you know, if you just start saying some surface level stuff or some right. the kind of stories you always tell, then everybody's there say, hey, man, like, what's actually happening here? You know? Right. And so it's this strange but beautiful practice of learning to be present with other people. Why do you think that is? You mentioned women are just like naturally better at um, feeling an emotion and then and then getting rid of it. I guess. Why do you think that is? Like, I think it's a combination of of biology and 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 culturation. It's like. When, when there's a breakup, right, everyone mm. knows that the woman is very upset in the beginning and the man is very happy or, like, relieved, rather, mm. even, yeah. if, even if he was the one, like, broken up with. And then, like, months later, it's a complete shift and the woman is totally fine because she felt the feelings and right. the man is suffering. Right. Yeah. Like, I've noticed that. Yeah. So there is research into the actual hormonal, uh, the experience of hormones in our body does have a big effect right mm-hmm. so i'm not an expert on this so i can't tell you like the exact but 
you know, um, the more female or feminine hormones like estrogen and, and things, they, right. they, they do, and again, you know, being really uh, loving as I say this, mm-hmm. but for example, when women's hormones are stronger, so if my right. wife's pregnant right, right now, there's a lot more emotion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. it just is, right? Right. So that's part of it, I think. Right. And the other part of it, too, is the way that our culture has, I don't know, written itself, formed right. itself, the, the images we see, the messages we hear, right. the examples we have. And, mm-hmm. and so to me, the, the exciting thing moving forward is that, you know, whatever access to emotions and feeling that men have, it's it, it's just kind of like uh, it's part of the puzzle that's been kind of missing. Right. And when a man is f- emotional, it's not it's not like uh, it's a little different. Like I, men I have feel, emotions in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Not totally different, but a little. No, different. I mean yeah. you definitely hear people say like, "Oh, yeah, it was so bad that my dad cried." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. And like that, they're like, your dad cried? Like, it's not like, yeah, yeah, my mom cried, my mom always cries, like, um, it's interesting. Um, But I wonder, like, what is it about every man that makes men feel comfortable saying what's really going on, as opposed to just hanging out with their friends that they've known forever that know them better than anyone else? One simple thing, like, just saying just like coming together for that reason. Right. Just being explicit about it. Right. Like here, we are going to do this a different way. We are here to do this thing. And it's it's inc- it's like wild, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, you think about the things that we do go do to sort of open up and let right. go. Maybe we go to Peru to, to drink ayahuasca or we just sure. go to the bar to, to drink booze or, or, you know, whatever it is. But like what... I feel like it's just kind of been right in front of our faces all this time is that if we sit down and learn some of these so you know in our culture there's like a few people who are relegated to have the ability to sort of support people like a therapist right. like, you, like but those are some simple human skills right to actually connect and listen to somebody right. and feel them and be there for them that's like it's not only uh possible but I would even argue that it's needed like not only do we need people to to be there for us but being able to be there for other people right just is this massively powerful thing yeah and it's so helpful and so by yeah so to answer your question again just simply it's like you make it the point mm-hmm. and you have a set of agreements that are really simple right and practices right and it's and it is it's about like noticing when you are you know, just use simple language for it now, but up in your head right. as opposed to feeling your experience right now. And so we, we learn to get very, like we use mindfulness practices, right? right? So just what is my body feeling? Right. And we literally practice like of, yeah. of the basic emotions and we make it really simple. Like right. what is most real for you? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then when that, when you just follow those threads, right. shit changes. Do you think that guys are really in their head more so than more so than women? Not necessarily. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, I think that yeah, not in a I don't know in the comparative sense, but, but like in thinking their emotions, not feeling them. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys don't have even access to their bodies and their emotions necessarily, right. and right. it may be both across 100%. men and yeah. women, but. And so here's the crazy thing. I think there's this fear. I'd love to hear your thoughts on yeah. it. But there's this fear of... Men have a fear that if they feel emotions, then all of a sudden a lot of terrible things are going to happen, you know? Um, and one of the primary ones is that I'm not going to get anything done anymore, right? I'm not going to... Like, I, I think we have this fear of just, like, getting stuck in them. Yeah. But the the reality... Mm-hmm. And we've had hundreds and even thousands of men now in our community right. doing is that this. things are better. Oh my god! A hundred percent. It's like it's like jet fuel. But men don't. But like underdeveloped men don't know that yet. And like, what what would you say to a man who is not going to find every man and is not going to like explore that and just like yeah. is going through life, and you know what I mean? Like doesn't really tap into that. Well, yeah, what do I say to... I mean, I I think I'd say the same damn thing. It would just be... um, 
I don't know. There's a lot of entry points. But so one of the cool things is yeah. that I think because of who I was born as and, you know, right. Aries or whatever, or right. like a, a kind of a, a lumberjack type here. Sure. Um, you know, I get to work with, I work one-on-one with guys as a coach too, right? And so I work, literally work with like tough guy, like, right. like, like your most unfeeling, you know, st- stereotypical macho men, but right. they just start to notice that shit, this isn't working all the way. Right. Like, can I, like yeah. I have spent my, I'm speaking for another man here, but I've spent my entire life pushing harder and working harder right. and trying to do it better. And what the fuck? It's not. Right. Nothing's changing. Because it's not like fulfilling. It's not. Yeah. It's not. So, so I think the pain of that will drive men there. Right. But then I do think that there's this cult. I do believe that there is a shift happening and it's at different levels and different spectrums of society, but men are feeling they're getting it, you know, like my buddy's a, um, returned vet and he was just visiting a uh, firehouse, mm-hmm. like a, a rural firehouse in Montana. Right. And he went in there to use their gym and work out. And, uh, you know, he just was overhearing two guys saying, Hey man, like it's been a couple of weeks since we did yoga. We should, uh, we should really get back into that. And, and then they started a conversation like this entire firehouse of, of rural red state dudes right is talking about yoga not only yoga like embodiment right. like mindfulness like right. and they're really into it right so it's like well something's happening right 100% right? you know well that leads me to this book that is in front of us yeah. so this yeah. book was recommended to me by Jesse um, and it's called The Way of the Superior Man by David Dita Data Data, Data. yeah um, and he, uh, and I thought this is really interesting to me because it's about someone with a masculine energy, yeah. not necessarily a man. Yep. And I have a masculine energy. Um, and so I, I thought it was really interesting reading it. And as I'm reading it, I realized that actually I'm a lot more feminine yeah. than I realized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna call not not BS, but when you yeah, said that, no, yeah, I'm like, course. yeah, but yeah, okay, no, no, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, here I am thinking like, oh yeah, like I'm just like a man, but like, n- no, I mean yes, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot. I when I was reading this, it, it basically one of the main points is that um, like men need to embrace like a woman's a craziness essentially, yeah, um, yeah. which is like the best news I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really happen, you know? Mm. It does. Yeah. It can. It Let can. Let say that, it can. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, this is a super polarizing, controversial book. Right. It's also been, it's in, for me even, there's been times in my life I read it and it was like right on. It's what I needed to hear. And there's been other times I'm like, uh. Me too. There have been yeah. times, yeah, yeah, like I've re- now read it a few times and like, the, the first time I was like, okay, wow, maybe I'm more feminine than I realized. The second yeah. time I'm like, wow, is this like demeaning mm. to women in a way? You know, is it saying like, we're so crazy, just like hug us and like, we'll be fine, right. you know? And yeah, and it's it's tricky because there's so much going on in there. So I've worked with David Data, yeah. like gone to his trainings and worked uh-huh. with him. And in reality, there's nothing anti-feminine or anti-anything in in what he does and what he teaches it's actually incredibly beautiful but Mm -hmm. it's very subtle and it's very deep and it's complex and all that but um so well i'm curious like so at this point yeah what do you feel in terms of your own essence or i feel like i definitely am feminine um but i wonder there were like a few passages i just want to find them Well, yeah, there, there's like a few things, like for example, this chapter, it says yeah. you will often want one, more than one woman. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's infuriating to read. You it, know? it is, and it is it is one of the like truths of the world that men struggle with and women struggle with, and it's it's like, listen, I, listen, I work with a lot yeah. of guys, and... And there is, like, yeah. this is a big issue yeah. at the end of the day. But it's like, you know? why do we have to convince men in general that it's good slash okay to be with just us? Yeah, I mean, great, great question. <laughs> I, I, I I, think that, again, there's probably a... I mean, that's a complex question. Right. Um, 
So let me just take myself an example. Yeah. I am so happily married. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm so committed. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I love it. And uh, and there is this just basic bio, biological drive that, you know, is... We say... Okay, so we say things, but we don't necessarily buy them. So something right. about, like, if, if we look... And I don't know if it's true or not, but mm-hmm. you look at, you know, what... Um, men are literally wired to do to you know procreate sure. is a different experience than what a, how a woman's different, programmed to procreate and again I'm not arguing that this is true I don't know that it's true but um, there's a big gap mm-hmm. <laughs> a meaning big we want to have babies and you guys want to just fuck well th- that's so simplistic right that's not actually true right I want to have babies too Right. And I am having babies. Sure. And it's the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. 100%. And, like, the, the and. Right. You know? Like, and, right. and I'm completely monogamous. Like, yeah. Like, and we, like yeah. that's my choice. Right. And I'm in. I don't need to be convinced. Right. Right. And, I mean, it's. And, and meaning, and you have curiosity still. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. Because I'm human. But so you know? do we. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they. Yeah, I love that. So yeah. I, I guess what I want to say about this book and that whole right. thing, like, it's such it's such a kind of complicated thing. But you know, so you say that you have you can identify as masculine parts mm-hmm. of masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. So can I, mm-hmm. right? Both. You know, even right. though I'm like this dude with a beard, and and right. and people look at me and be like, oh, masculine guy, right? right. But but like I said, I was born with. You know, this really, really sensitive ability to be sensitive. Right. You know, and take it astrologically, take it any right. way you want. We're so, there's so much more to us, and that is my. So the thing about this book that I, um, not that I disregard, but what I think gets us in trouble is labeling the different parts of ourselves as masculine or feminine. I think we need totally gender it's neutral terms to talk about right. that. Right. So maybe it's like, you know, call it yin and yang, or call it freaking. One and two. We need to we need to shift that because right. because that's part of our problem. Like guys need to fill out their spectrum experience. And mm-hmm. some women do too, right? Mm-hmm. And, and women, I would say, have been doing this more. Right. You know, historically, the mm-hmm. past fifty years, whatever. Um, but the moment you tell a guy you need to be softer or feel yourself more, and they label that as more feminine, right? It's like uh uh-uh. uh. A hundred percent. But yeah. fuck that, man. I mean, that's just so. Yeah. It's too simple. It's too. We're, we're way past that. Yeah. You know. Agreed. We're way more mature than that. Or we can be if we choose to be. Agreed. It's like. Um, Agreed. And and there's this fear of our identity being shifted by accepting more parts of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if you accept, if I can accept my emotional side, if I can accept my compassionate, loving side, and use it in tandem with my ability to get shit done and, and, you know, lead and be a, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say that. Um, I, and, and so that's where we are with every man. Like we believe we're not creating or leading this thing, but we're helping to frame it Mm -hmm. and give guys the actual skills. Like I think a lot of people now, if you ask them, do men need to do this stuff? They're like, hell yeah. They do. 100%. Even, even I men. Just, I just asked as a poll question on my Instagram before you came on, just because you were coming on. I said, do you believe, do you know a man who's perfect at communicating? And right. it was like 93% no. Right. And then like, do you believe that men need, like, I don't know how I worded it, but like help communicating essentially with their yeah. partners. Yeah. Well, and like uh, unanimously, yes. 100%. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. It's true. Well, do you think that, like, what do you think is the difference between a woman who is challenging you and a woman who's fucking annoying? Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I, th- I think it's, um, well, tell me a little bit more about what the difference is to you. And then I'll- um, well, I guess to me it's based on whether or not, like, how the man feels about the woman a lot, you know? Because if the woman, right. like loves you truly sorry if the man loves you truly with like all of his heart and being um then even when you're being annoying yeah. it's a challenge to him right um here, here, here would be my simple answer would yeah. be that 
uh, it depends on the state in the moment of the man, right? Like, mm-hmm. so let's just say it's two people who love each other, mm-hmm. right? Who already do love each other, right? And the man is not present, and he's focused on something else, and the woman challenges him, and it's just like, fuck, like I can't, yeah. I had a fuck. That's yeah. the feeling. Right. That would be fucking annoying, right? Right. But if that man could just like, okay, stop, slow down, right. orient, I'm here with you. Right. Let's connect for a second, now share with me. Right. That changes everything. I know. I that feel changes like, everything. So, totally. so And it might, so let's make even more choices. Mm-hmm. Fuck annoying, challenging, maybe just, maybe underneath it, they're just asking for, to be connected. Right. Asking for support. And so when we get specific and slow down to feel those nuances... Fucking new ball game. Yeah, fully. You know? New fully. dance. New fully. everything. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, how do we get like how do we get guys to realize like the whole like it's been around forever, but like you know the term happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Like I fully believe that and I actually think it has a lot to do with <laughs> too. And I yeah. think it has a lot to do with what we're talking about now and like I feel like not real men like feel like that statement is a threat to them oh you know and real men realize Uh. that that's literally the key to happiness and i think the non-real men um are thinking like what about me and my happiness um, but That's, they're not giving the woman yeah. her, the ability to yeah. to have her potential as a woman by bringing you all of her moods, like all of her essence. Right. And when you shut her down, when right. she's like moody or mad at you and you're like, we'll talk about this later, I'm at work, yep. uh, then you're going to come home to a very unhappy wife. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, again, to, to, to like slow that whole thing down, right? So I agree. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. So true. But there's there's more that happens before that, too. So for me, right. if I don't have the support I need, if I'm not taking care of my fundamental so stuff. What's, and what does that entail? Like So for me specifically, it's my weekly men's group. It's mm-hmm. my meditation practice. Mm-hmm. It's being outside enough to, to let go and not be tight. It's right. it's um, it's my relationship too, right? It's, it's all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's doing work that I love every day, right? right. Like I remember back when um, I loved my TV career, but I hated right. it at the same time. And, you yeah. know, I wasn't, just wasn't doing good. Um, so where am I going with this? But... In order to help, so I believe there's this idea in relationships that I love, which is, um, if you think about a relationship, there's 100%, say there's 100% of responsibility for a relationship. Traditionally, you'd think 50% man, 50% woman. Right. Uh Uh-uh. Both are 100%. Both have 100% ownership, right? And in that, so nobody... So you can't have one before the other, right? It's not mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to do this, and then she'll be happy, and because of that, then I'll be happy, and it'll all work out. Right. No. I mean, yes and right. no. Like chicken and egg, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody's got to start. Um, and so, for example, when we moved to Montana, and we like we had a short dating career, right? We got married fast. Right. Um, but we were out there, and we didn't know many people. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough spot, right? Yeah. So I feel like if the one partner, say, if the woman partner doesn't have friends, doesn't have connection, isn't doesn't have the things that make her okay, and and the man does, I mean, that's off balance. If it's the opposite, if she's exactly. feeling supported and he's not, yeah. that's off balance. It's a so very real problem. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Everybody's got to both tend to themselves and others simultaneously. So what do you do in that situation, though, if the woman doesn't have what the man has when in the same place? Slow the fuck down and talk about it yeah. and really, like, be... Again, be just... So so I know that one. So so my wife got really sick when we moved to Montana and mm-hmm. and I found a lot more friends out there than she did. And it's been a part of our relationship. It's been mm-hmm. tough. Um and there's a lot of hard conversations, yeah. you know. So there was you know some real conversations where I had to say I love you and I there's just I I just feel like I cannot be the all and everything for you mm-hmm. and it just feels like I'm like you're I'm trying you're trying to get me to be your girlfriend and then your husband and then all of this mm-hmm. stuff, you know? So I think it's be like getting to a place where you can take the risk of saying what's really true for you. Yeah. Right? 
Those really hard great. conversations are where all the leverage is. Yeah. And we need to practice to be able to have them. Right. That's and that's what we do like in yeah. our groups, right? We literally practice to have the right. hard conversations. And it's hard so. because like any person naturally, like when they're not feeling busy and stimulated, they like stir shit up. Totally. It's just a normal totally. reaction. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's like whenever my friend is like not in a job, I'm like, I know a fight is coming this week. She's going to start up with me. But I'm yeah. like, I'm ready for it, yeah. you know? So it's just interesting. And that's, so, and that's why we're moving to California. My yeah. wife has so many. She just loves it there. She's yeah. people who love her. So. Wait, so where in California? Uh, north of San Diego, Encinitas. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, okay. So this is what I want to talk about with you. Okay. About choosing a woman who is your complementary opposite. Um, how do you know? It's Great hard. question, yeah. Really um, how do you know? Well, again, I think my, my best tool is to speak from my experience. Um, I don't think you know how to know. Right. Well, I guess, right? so you mentioned right? you were in a relationship where it went on for too long or something. Yeah. Um, was that not necessarily your complementary opposite when it came to femininity and masculinity? I, such a great question. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. You know. I think yeah. again, there's more to it. Is it the time? Was it the timing of it? Right. Like I was in this really long relationship in my early twenties, right. and I had this voice in me at different times that said, "Man, you're not ready for this. Right. You know, you're not. You haven't grown up enough to like right. go all the way here and commit." Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I ignored it. Mm-hmm. But so how do you know you're, you're yeah, I, I, so here's what I, when I, when I met my wife, mm-hmm. her name's Elise, um, there was, <laughs> it's so funny, like, yeah, our second-ish date, and then we went up to Hudson for mm-hmm. a weekend, and it was, it just, the knowing showed up. Mm-hmm, right. Like, really knew. Right. Like this weird sort of un, like this huh. like this totally. bass note that you can't mm-hmm. even quite hear in the totally. in the mix. Totally. Right? It's like when you're sitting and you don't have to like sit. It's just like you know because it's not awkward when you're just sitting. Right. If that makes any exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I mean, and I would say it's the same as like, what else do I know for? I know for sure that I'm doing the work I'm supposed to do. Right. And how do I know? I mean, just like I kind of always knew, you know, right. and then, and then I think the 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 question that people ask me a lot too, like, so I'm in love, right? And right. It feels like I know. Well, I'm like, okay, we'll just hang, just hang there, right? right? Stick with it for a while, right? You know, see if there's this the different. Be aware of the different layers of knowing, you know. Notice the lust and the physicality, and notice the 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 drive to just be together and talk and like have companionship, and mm-hmm. notice the. Um, you know maybe the want to partner up and and live longer and then i would say for me this actual knowing Mm -hmm. is even different than that Mm -hmm. it's some weird you know maybe it's stars maybe it's um whatever it is right but like that one thing that and i i dated a lot and Mm -hmm. i actually loved it like i really loved dating. like i had an amazing time and uh and yet I knew I wanted to, you know, in my, I think when I was like, got married when I was 33, mm-hmm. 32, and I was ready, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew that too somehow. Right. It's like, okay, time. Right. And I didn't have to do anything to know that. Yeah. I just had to slow down and feel enough. Did you feel like towards, like, when you were dating in your, let's talk about dating in your 30s versus dating in your 20s. Yeah. Um, dating in your 30s, did you move slower when you were dating people or knowing that? Way faster. Ah. And what do you well, say the, to Well, wait, men... depending, move, in, move what, towards seriousness? I would, yeah, towards yeah. seriousness. Because, like, for example, I've, I've had a conversation with a few people who have this, like, rule, which is, like, three weeks, three years, three, sorry, three weeks, three uh-huh. months, three years, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's basically, like... Within three weeks, you know if it's a good, if there's good chemistry, if it's a good match. Sure. Within three months, you know that you like want to be in a, an exclusive relationship. Sure. Yeah. And within three years, you know if you want to get married. Okay. And a lot of people stick by that even in their thirties. Okay. And it's a it's, it gets long when you're when you meet someone and you're like yeah you know, thirty two. Yeah. So. Something happened right in when I when I really started dating and was single for quite a while here in the city um 
I I felt like I, I gained the ability like I, I think I learned my, I knew myself enough like I got to a place with myself right. where I trusted my gut right in the moment it was a you thing like mm-hmm. it came from inside you it did yeah. and, and it was it was a self uh, ability to be with myself and trust what I felt really mm-hmm. and so I would date and and I mean I've kind of always been this way but mm-hmm. but I would literally like almost immediately at times not fall in love in like the out of control romantic but really care about the people that I want to dates with yeah even if it was just one if we only had one date or if we had like a three month fling or whatever right. like I felt like I was able to really let go and allow myself to care about them like mm-hmm. really care and you know again not try to get married to everybody or anything like that I'm a little closer oh yeah but um really enjoyed and um yeah like kind of went let myself go a lot deeper right with with the women that i dated Mm -hmm. and uh and i felt like what that offered was the uh uh, so if with the rule the three weeks three months it would be more like an immediate test Mm. it's like okay i'm really here and i'm really gonna feel who this person is like that mark manson article did you ever read that the fuck yes yes or fuck no yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that i like that i think that's a little extreme but i mean i'd be even like good or not like for now right is this good for now is this positive is this like a are are we uh benefiting each other just Mm -hmm. in this time right i'd be like hell yeah you know so but I know that I was ready, and my wife was too. Uh, so. How old is your wife? Is she your age? She's one year older than me. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She's one year older. It's really interesting. So she was ready, and so mm-hmm. I think timing has so much to do with it. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I think trying to force things is so uh, easy to want and hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, but like. Yeah, timing. I mean, it's so not helpful to say like when you know, you know, but fuck. Man. I mean, no. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I yeah. think I think that's definitely true. And I think that, you know, no one knows what happens within a relationship except the two people yeah. that are in it. Um, and that's really important. Here's what I do know, yeah. though, that if, again, taking, like, the, the responsibility on your own self, mm-hmm. if you learn about yourself and start to clear out your own cobwebs and gunk, then... You don't have to spend so much time right. spinning in your own shit right. to figure it out. Right. You might have somebody in front of you that, that is a clear yes or no. Right. But if you if you are running into all the walls in your freaking mind and body, then... So you can be your own worst enemy. Oh, my God. And do you think yeah. that that... Like, what would you say to a guy who is too proud to see a therapist is, like... Maybe even too proud to show up to an everyman thing. Yeah. Like, you know, how, how are they supposed to work on their cobwebs and kind of see inwards? Is there you any know, other way? Well, sure there is. Sure there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, go out, go on a, whatever it is, right? Whatever connects you to something bigger. Right. Go out in the woods. Go to a yoga retreat. Mm-hmm. Go dancing. Like, start somewhere. But I guess what I would say, and with I mean this with love, but get over yourself and the more you ignore this reality, you're hurting yourself and literally hurting other people through your ignorance. Agreed. It's like, step the fuck up, guys. Agreed. That is a real call to action. I yeah. mean that. Like, come on. Like, this is not, you, you're not, this isn't a game. I mean, maybe it's a game, but it's not really, right? Like, right. like when we are childish or in, immature with our own self and inner feelings, that literally causes harm to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does. Yeah. Our our like, gross static energy just like harms folks. And we can stop that. And it's not that complicated. It's uncomfortable, but it's not that like. Okay, so we were talking about what what guys can do if they. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the first step is just. Again, I'll come back. To, I said I've said this phrase probably a dozen yeah. or more times, but slow the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 can't get in touch when we're barreling forward in everything we do. What about a guy who says like I I have no reason to like look inward. Like I make uh, millions of dollars. I'm crushing it. Like girls love me. All my friends love me. My family loves me. And they're happy. And I think I'm happy. Keep rocking until you're not. Right. I mean. Right. 
Or if you want to take it a step deeper, ask people around you for honest feedback. And how can how can you do that? Like in a way that like creates a safe space. Great question. So do as much front loading on that conversation as you can Mm -hmm. and share your intention for it Mm -hmm. and speak from your own experience. So, so in any of these hard conversations, the most important thing is to speak from your own experience Mm -hmm. and not tell people who they are, what they are. You know, it's like if you speak about you and stick to that, you're you're golden, you're safe. Mm -hmm. And that creates safe space for other people too. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. So like if, if, let's say you're my friend who is uncomfortable um, like taking a look inside themselves um, or like going to therapy. So I could maybe say something like, um, you know, Dan, I actually just tried this thing and it really helped me. And I don't know if you would like it, but for me, it made right. me feel like I could finally calm down X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, like exactly. That. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the little bit there, I don't know if it would work for you. That's all. Yeah. There's also almost an implicit push right that. right See how subtle, it's but like it's doubting there. them too like oh, i doubt you'd be into it but. well it's also i so if you would have said that to me i'd be like oh you're you're underneath this your agenda is you think i actually would help me but you're just phrasing it in a way as a question right my wife hates it when i phrase things as questions right. when they're actually a, a statement like give me an example <laughs> well well and that one's perfect so yeah. i i just went to this awesome retreat and right and uh, man, it was uh, this happened for me, and I don't know if it would be good for you or not. Right. But I just wanted to tell you what I had. So, right. so there's a way to say that that's real, or I would feel maybe in that it's like, oh, you do think I need this, right? And so people are all are set up for that. People's insecurities set them up to take that statement a certain yeah. way, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And if my wife and I are having a fight. And I say, well, don't you think it's actually like this? She's like, fuck you. What are mm-hmm. you like? That confuses right. me. Right. And it feels judgmental. Right. And you don't trust me. So what are you actually feeling? Right. You know? Right. And, and yeah, we don't have to go to a retreat or a men's group to learn to do this. But it is so messy. Interpersonal yeah. dynamics, relational dynamics is so messy, you know? 100%. And it helps sometimes when it's not somebody that you already are wrapped up with. Right. Like, you and I, we just met each other. Agreed. Like, there's a level of anonymity. Yeah. I could actually share with you really directly and openly, yeah. and I think it would be safe. Like, if we said it was safe. 100%. But if my wife was here, right. I won't use her, because we, we have an incredibly safe relationship, mm-hmm. but... You know, like an ex-girlfriend when we were dating, sure. or my mom, or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> then it's it's more tender. Definitely. Right? Well, I think that's a perfect example of why uh, men who are listening to this right now should definitely check out every man, because I, from my experience, I have tons of, of male friends who, a lot of them, not to call it out, but work in finance, mm. and they have zero connection to their what they're feeling and um not only that but they get judgment from their group of male friends Mm. about feeling feelings and about saying this or about even saying that they watched the oscars like something that's real you'd be shocked like gosh these guys like are embarrassed to get their hair cut at like not a barber shop with all male like does that seem fragile to you it seems so like insecure like that to me is looks more like a group of guys who are confused about their sexuality than a group of guys (laughs) that are marching into a nail salon together right right. and like yeah you know are talking about how they love their wives yeah yeah it's protective (laughs) right right? it's this at all costs 100 percent. this image at all costs so what my wife so this is interesting my wife used to date uh, she calls them questionably gay men, right. like very feminine right. men. But yeah. the reason was she wanted a man in touch with their spirituality 100%. and their feelings, you know. Exactly. And she lived in LA right. for a long time, and so right. that's what it was. That's then, what you got, yeah. And then she found me, and she's like, "Oh, a man can be exactly." So, and this is the, so here. This is like if right. I could put one message out yes, with this right please. now. I mean, it's perfect because we like yeah. with the message. It's not one or the other, right? Right? Like you can be the the manliest man in the world, right. and you can be completely spiritual, completely in touch with your emotions. It's just not a binary. Yeah. It's not a bind. Yeah. And, and you can be the most 
emotional woman in the world and still be like the CEO of something. Yes. Yeah. And I would even argue that we have to be that. Mm-hmm. As a dad, as someone who just went through the dating, right. finding, marrying, creating a family, right. I have to be on point to create this business and right. do what I'm doing. And I have to I have to be focused and you know traditionally masculine about right. it. Right. And I gotta go downstairs and and love the hell out of my son and be there for yeah. my wife and create an entirely different right. set of skills. It's like you break it down to skills. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. We 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 you wouldn't our lives are far too round and complex to like just have a set of skills. We're fucked. Yeah. Seriously. I do want to say just very fast yeah. though that I do feel compassion for the um like these finance guys you described who are just yeah, because so scared. maybe they were raised also. Of course. Uh, by that same man. And it's where value has been shown to them. Value mm. is in money. Value right. is in these pursuits. Right. And so, of course, I mean, that's just what they, that is it. And that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the ask or the direction to me is like, guess what? There's, let's open up some more doors and just at least look down the hallway. Right. You know, there's other stuff too. Right. And life is, oh my God, so we just got done with the retreat. And I'm not joking, the, the way that men are like literally changing their lives. Not just little ways, like fucking complete overhauls. Tell, tell give me some. Well, uh, so I won't use any names, yeah. but um, this man came to a retreat last mm-hmm. year, so I don't know, four or five months ago, yeah. and came back this weekend. And uh, I literally thought he was like 55 years old. He came back, and I actually didn't, I actually couldn't tell it was him. No. He lost like 40 pounds, and he shaved his beard off, and he came, and I like actually couldn't recognize him. Yeah. He looked like he was 32. Right. And I mean, that's just the outward appearance. Right. But the inward appearance is that he's just, he has his life together, like right. relationship-wise, his business, everything. Like, totally. And it's, it's, men are finding out, they're learning to trust what they want to do in life right in my group in in montana that i started a couple years ago Mm -hmm. i think six out of eight of us now have started our own businesses and are having incredible success with them just because we had the support to be there for each other Mm -hmm. and to be like oh that is actually what i feel (laughs) right that is actually what i want to do god damn it you know and relationships are, are are just i mean it's 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 as unique as every man that comes into it what comes out of it but like we take this newfound ability to feel Mm -hmm. and like burn it in a direction and it propels you forward in just like a fuck it's it's yeah it's 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 intense well people definitely have to check it out who are listening and what is the website or place for for men to sign up for retreats or things like that yeah, so everyman.co, we spell it without the second E, so E-V-R-Y-M-A-N dot C-O. I think you can get there through com now, too. We just bought dot com. Um, yeah, there's retreats on there. You can find a group in your area. You can start a group. You can listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, it's just Everyman Podcast. Everyman Podcast, yeah. Awesome. And yeah. is there an Instagram, Facebook, Twitter situation? All of... Uh, there's no Twitter yet. So mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Cool. I don't remember the handles, but you can find it. Awesome. And yeah. do you have a personal account I do yeah Dan Dash Doty is my website and then I have uh, I think it's Daniel Doty on Instagram and uh, Dan Doty on Facebook awesome and that's for like personal sessions too private ones yeah so we do that through every man also but it can be on my website too so yeah I do one on one coaching and I have a couple niches Mm -hmm. and um, guys in the I mean, you know the Saturn return, right? right. So 27 yeah. to 32-ish mm-hmm. range that mm-hmm. are like... All right, Wait, but can you explain that to our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a cycle of life that sort of ends and begins in your late 20s to early mm-hmm. 30s. And, you know, it's astrological. You said 27 to 32? Yeah, I think 28 is, the, is like the number number people uh-huh. use, right? It's uh, four cycles of seven, so yeah, right. 28 years. Um, so astrologically, it's when you might know more than this, but it's yeah. when Saturn, wherever Saturn was when you were born, it's back in that spot. Um, but what it means practically, and, and you know whether you believe in astrology or not, right. um, the reality is that there's usually a massive shift in a guy's life mm. at this age, mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's the time to for different guys, but it's 
so a lot of the guys I work with are that age, and they're already killing it in a lot of ways. Right. But there's some stuff that they need to do to really feel like a man. Like, mm-hmm. step up and, like, here I am, full adult, right? right? I'm ready to take right. responsibility. So that's a niche of mine. Um, I work with a lot of new dads and about-to-be dads, mm-hmm. too. And then really anybody that's just in a big transition, mm-hmm. you know? Like, job's not cool anymore, need to do something else. Yeah. Um, trying to uh, figure out how to have a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Speaking of new dads, is this going to be your first? Second. Second. Oh, yeah. cute. Yeah. What's the due date? Uh, October 10th, 10 10. Oh, a Libra. Yeah. A rock star. <laughs> a rock star. You guys will get along with, with oh, her awesome. also. Awesome. What, what's the data? What's your other. 616, so he's a Gemini too. Oh, great. Two Geminis wow. and Libra and Aries. You guys are very copacetic all yeah. day. Yeah. Thank God. Um, yeah, seriously. No Pisces in there. No, I'm just kidding. Love Pisces. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Dan. This has been awesome. And um, if you um, want to write us a review in the podcast app, please do. And follow us on Instagram at We Met at Acme. And follow Dan and Everyman. And thank you guys again. Have a great night. And thanks, Dan. Thank you.